the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You've got two for one today. That is the first couple hours or so is Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter today. Then you got George Brockler in the chair. And I'll be in all four hours tomorrow morning here on News Talk 710 KNUS. In case you didn't gather that, I am Jimmy Sangenberger, host of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show every Saturday morning from 6 to 9 right here on, once again, News Talk 710 KNUS. And this is a big week in Denver radio because, of course, this coming Friday, April 1st, is no April Fool's joke here, the very final show of the man, the myth, the legend himself, Peter Boyles. I am so pleased as well to be joined, of course, behind the glass by producer extraordinaire Bill Thorpe. How you feeling this week, Bill? A little tired. Uh, working on the whole festivities on Friday and a little bit of a headache. Um, as usual, Peter's trying to do a 10-hour radio show in five hours. I The number of extra people to invite that happened over the weekend. I'm like, no, no. We talked about the fact that we can't fit any more people on the show. And he keeps sending me names. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I really don't. I, I have to. I start. I have a preliminary schedule, but there are a couple of people that have to get the okay from other radio houses here in town before they can join us. So I can't finalize the schedule yet. But he keeps sending me names. I like to whisper too, Bill. I'm hoping he's not listening. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just, oh, what are you doing? He, he's trying to kill me. He's literally trying to kill me. I, I, I feel for you, Bill. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm. As a host on the station, I'm planning on, on coming, but I'm not planning on oh, yeah, you should be there. on the air. You know, if I'm welcome, it's, you know, yeah. but hey, oh, he's got a bazillion see. people to fit into five hours. I'm just going to oh, be ridiculous. there and uh, celebrate this occasion. I mean, man, oh, man, is he has he been in the radio bin a long, long time. Yes, he has. And I mean, such an honor to be here in this chair filling in for and him. The, and the cool thing is, is that uh, he he did it right as far as radio because he did. He scratched and clawed his way from the bottom. He yes. did all the little things going on the, all the way up. So, Everything. Yeah, so he, he gets it. There are times in which he understands, yeah, things that other people don't, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll all talk right. more about yeah. it throughout the course of the week, of course, but I am very curious about the Thorpe Report. Let's see what happened overnight, sir. Well, unseasonably warm temperatures and low humidity along with gusty winds are going to prompt red flag warnings across most of, much of eastern Colorado today. Our Denver metro area, not any warnings, but we're going to see above average temperatures, highs in the upper 70s and lower 80s. Wind gusts are going to be between 15 and 25 miles per hour. All evacuations have been lifted for the 189-acre NCAR fire burning near the National Center for Atmospheric Research Facility in Boulder as crews are reporting a 35% containment level. Police in Denver are investigating the death of a 17-year-old girl as a homicide after her body was found in an alleyway Saturday afternoon in the 1500 block of North Quebec Street right around 12.36 p.m. 
The long-anticipated bill that intends to confront Colorado's growing fentanyl problem is now public. It's House Bill 1326, ramping up criminal penalties for distribution of fentanyl, including felony one drug charge for distribution that results in death. District attorneys have requested the provision, arguing current state laws only allow for involuntary manslaughter charge in these circumstances. As Jimmy was talking about, well, earlier off the air, we were talking about what everybody's talking about, history being made last night at the Oscars. First, uh, Tony Kotsar was the first deaf male actor nominated for an Oscar, and he won Best Supporting Honors for his role in CODA at the Academy Awards on Sunday. Ariana DeBoise uh, also lived up to Oscar predictions in West High's story. Uh, she won Best Supporting Actress, and that is about 60 years after Rita Moreno. Wait, played I'm the sorry, award. Bill. Who cares about any of that? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, it's it's we're getting there. We have to go along. And and also, <laughs> Coda won uh, Best Picture, first time a streaming uh, organization has ever taken away Best Picture. But most importantly, Will Smith approached Chris Rock on stage and slapped him after the comedian made a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. The comedian presented the award for Best Documentary when Rock made a joke about his wife, saying he was looking forward to the sequel to G.I. Jane because of her shaved head. Last year, Pinkett Smith announced she shaved her head after struggling with alopecia. After the joke, Will Smith got up out of his seat, walked to Rock, and slapped him. Once he sat back in his seat, Will Smith shouted to Rock, Keep my wife's name out of your mm, mouth. Yes, he put the F word in there. Uh, viewers said the award show audience were left shocked at the moment because they weren't sure if it was actually real or something that was planned. Uh, Smith later won the first Academy Award for his portrayal in the film King Richard, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. During his acceptance speech, he apologized to the Academy, to his fellow nominees, saying this is a beautiful moment. Art imitates life. I uh, look like the crazy father, but love will make you do crazy things. The one person he didn't apologize during the uh, speech was Chris Rock. Nope, yeah. sure did. We'll get to this Not more. We've got yeah. the audio, too. Yes, we do. Uh, internationally, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky accused the West of cowardice over the weekend, while another top official said Russia was trying to split the nation in two, like North and South Korea. Zelensky made an exasperated plea for fighter jets and tanks to help defend his country from Russia's invading troops. Russia is now saying its main focus is not taking control of the entire country. They just want an itty-bitty bit. They just want the eastern Donbass region, an apparent pullback from their earlier, more expansive goals. Ah, now, President Joe Biden did something uncharacteristic, no, actually characteristically bad over the weekend. Oh, simple nine ad-libbed words at the end of a 27-minute speech. Biden created an unwanted distraction to otherwise forceful remarks, calling for Russian President Vladimir Putin to be pushed out of office. He said, quote, for God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. That's not going to go over well. It basically forces the question of whether or not the U.S. is saying that we need regime change in Russia, and it changes the conversation and gives the uh, Russian propaganda machine everything they want. Up to 40,000 Ukrainians reportedly have been snatched from besieged cities and forced into Russian slave labor camps in a war crime that was revealed by The Sun in England today. Deputy mayor of the devastated city of Mariupol spoke exclusively from his bunker with the paper and revealed the plight of civilians that had been hauled into enemy territory out of the city. Two Arab-Israeli terrorists who swore allegiance to ISIS shot and killed two border police officers in Israel and injured 12 others during a Sunday evening attack. A federal tax investigation into Hunter Biden is gaining momentum as prosecutors gather information from several of his associates about sources of his foreign income, including from Ukraine. And uh, they're examining President Biden's son's relationship with the company that handled some of his finances. Wow. Rich kids doing rich kid things. Great. 
Uh, signs are em- emerging that the resilience of the American consumer is rapidly waning, potentially undermining one of the few remaining pillars of the supported bull market in equities. U.S. households have recently absorbed more higher prices on everything from coffee to chicken to clothes to gas, helping companies maintain fat profit margins. But uh, new numbers show consumers are not happy at all, and they're going to start dialing back their spending, hurting those profit-taking motives. Elsewhere, Americans are looking for something new in their workout. A good rest. Gyms are saying they are seeing an increased demand for gentler, kinder classes. They're extending their mellower offerings like yoga, meditation. They're also rolling out dedicated, quote, recovery rooms that are equipped with massage lounge chairs and self-massage gadgets. Uh, Russ Frank spoke with the paper and said his evening workout reminds him of preschool nap time. He lies on a mat and pillows in a dimly lit room and follows an instructor through a series of gentle stretches. While calming music plays. Um, Hopefully someone will tell Russ you can do that at home and not pay the money or what? fight the traffic. Um, yeah. I just, is that the, that's what, that's the purpose? I have, yeah, I, I know. I, yeah. Go, go to the gym to lay down and take a short nap. You can do that in your house, you morons. You, you really can. You don't have to pay somebody to do that. You also don't have to get in the stretchy clothes. You don't have to fight traffic. You can just turn the lights off and draw the curtains at your house. Like, how but why? We, what, you how could do say, people not well, no, here, this here, Here's what you get to do. How you get to take nap time and tell everybody, you know, I just went to the gym today. Like that, oh, that's what it is. There you, you get go. it. That's the reason. You can go and take a nap and you say, oh, I went to the gym. I'm very sore after that. That is brilliant. Those Thank gentle you. I couldn't stretches. Figure it out. Yes. Those gentle stretches really were I, quite the workout. I couldn't figure out the reason they were doing it. And you nailed it, Jimmy. Thank you. It's so you can still say you to the gym. And our final story this is today, Arkansas State Treasurer candidate Mark Lowry has filed for personal bankruptcy twice, once in 1998 and again in 2017, according to federal court records. Lowry is the Republican state representative who announced his bid for treasurer earlier this year after several months of campaigning for no, Secretary no, of State. Nobody nobody would run for statewide office with any criminal issues <laughs> no, going that on. That would never or, happen, or, yes. Yeah. Uh, Lowry says his bankruptcies give him the experience for the office. What kind of experience is kind of up to being questioned? Um, it's a kind of questions that, you know, hey, if, if the dude can't handle his own money, how good is but, he going to be handling the state and, money? But, and to be clear, know. of course, bankruptcy is yeah. not criminal. But no, having that within the last several years, my point is with those kinds of issues yeah. in recent times, yeah. it makes it a little more difficult yeah, uh, for you running for statewide office. Yeah. We're not going to get right. into that today. Ah, well, good morning. Good that's morning. All, that's all the stuff that's got to me. But I still keep thinking about that uh, Will Smith slap. At first, I was wondering it was a punch. and. I got to watch it live. It was very interesting. It was yeah. very, very weird. So uh, I want to ask you to just sort of set the stage for us for what, oh, the Chris Rock, go with these jokes, like watching it live. I only watched after the fact, saw the clips, the video, all, all of that, and I've got audio. But before I play that, since you watched it live. Yeah, and I, I normally don't watch these things. Now, when I was I younger, yeah, like, well, you know, 20, uh, 25 years ago, yeah. I did because they were a bigger event. They, they were, yes. it, was, it was a bigger deal. Well, it was less political. Like my oh, mother, yeah. my Much mother was complaining, lamenting last night when I told her about this, we were talking and, and she said, you know, I didn't have any idea that that happened. Doesn't that tell you? I didn't even know the Oscars were on tonight. Doesn't that tell yeah. you how sad it is? Because she doesn't want to watch for political reasons. But forever, for, throughout my life, she always would be making appointment programming, the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, all of those. Now she doesn't watch almost any of it. Just yeah, the Country Music Awards. My wife is kind of the same way where the um, award shows used to be appointment watching. Mm-hmm. And now not as much. She kind of sometimes, sometimes not. Now, it was really strange. I normally... Normally don't watch these. I've grown away from them in the past decade. But for whatever reason, 
my oldest son and I were on the couch, and we just started watching the beginning of it. And we're like, oh, kind of interesting. And we saw the awards. We And he had seen a handful of the movies. I had seen even less. Um, but we just kind of started watching, and then my wife came down. She's like, oh, you're watching them? I'm like, yeah, we might as well. There's really nothing else on. So um, we sat there. And we're watching, and it, it, it becomes almost background noise where, okay, we're seeing the awards. My son and I are talking. My wife was actually on the phone with her mother at the time. Was it her mother or was it my mother? I don't remember which, but she was on the phone with one of the mothers. And I see Will Smith on stage, and then he swings at Chris Rock. And then everything goes weird <laughs> because they're on a delay, and the screen – it jumps. So, like, almost immediately after the strike – uh, Will Smith turns around and he is walking off stage, but then they obviously kill the delay, and then it jumps forward and Chris is somewhat trying to talk, but there's no audio there, and then it switches over to Will mm. Smith, and then you see him mouth the thing about his wife and the f word, and then it goes back to Chris Rock, and he's still not talking. There's no audio there, and then we finally catch up to another jump in the in the visual, and then it's Chris Rock, and then Chris is actually talking at that point and talking sort of about what happened and kind of keeps going. It was really weird. In fact, to the point when it started to jump, I thought there was something wrong with the TV. And when Chris started talking again, my son and I looked at each other and went, what happened? And we went and we rewound it. And then we watched it all the way through and went, oh, wow. Okay, that was interesting. And at first we thought that Will had gone and tried to punch Chris Rock. And uh, it eventually turned up it was a slap. And I was like, that's good because I was a little disappointed in the punch. Because if, <laughs> if Will Smith walks up there and punches Chris Rock and Chris right. just goes, Huh? Yeah. I'm real disappointed in that one. That, yeah, yeah, especially but, yeah. given but, what you would okay. expect from Will Smith. Oh, yeah. So given there was a slap, okay. It it was weird. It was a really weird thing. And, and the thing that was going through my mind the entire time when I watched it back wasn't anything about Chris Rock and everything else. I'm – because I sit behind the glass here. Yeah. I'm thinking of the people in the technical booth. Yes, and, and exactly. how they're dumping and how they're dumping it and how long they, and I'm thinking and I'm sitting to myself, how long the delay build back up? How how long until they're actually live again? And so right. all these technical questions are running through my mind. Zero about what went on on the screen. I'm thinking about all the guys in the in the booth going, "Oh my god, this and we got to do this and kill the and kill the mic and no, we can't have the audio yet and we're yeah, not, yet, we're not it, yeah, we're not ramped up in delay yet." Isn't yeah. it fun when you watch something and then you know that something else is going on that you're not seeing, but yeah. you're experienced from your background in this case in radio and you know okay all this chaos is breaking loose behind the scenes and that's what's fascinating you yeah well everything else is just <laughs> yeah. the public spectacle yeah. on screen just like how long does this delay build and, up and, and how you, long are they going to the audio and when and, and i knew they weren't going to put the audio back on until they knew they had well, at least a little bit of a delay built in so i'm watching this going how long is it going to take it's interesting for me too because i was watching it when and not live of course but watched it and caught note of how Chris Rock handled it afterwards. Because as a radio host, you should never acknowledge anything going on that is not supposed to be going on. You should just be moving on. So if there's technical yeah. glitches or whatever, it, it, there aren't really. Yeah, Everything's yeah. perfect. It's hunky-dory. Just keep on going. Yeah, you, and never, in this case, you never say the things are on fire behind the scenes right. ever. Chris yeah. Rock acknowledged it, got a laugh out of that, took a moment to compose himself, but continued. So how about we break down? The audio, because I've got the different elements here, and this is not the way that they broadcasted it on American TV with the glitches and no sound for a whole chunk of time when they were doing the, you know, uh, the the shouting match, or at least when Will Smith was saying don't, you know, with the F words. Because on Australian TV and on Japanese TV, that was all aired. They they didn't censor any of it. That would have been fun. Uh, uh, now, I have a bleeped version because, of course, we're not going to have the S word or the F word aired here. 
Uh, but let's break it down. So here is Chris Rock's joke first about Jada Pinkett Smith. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) That is when Will Smith was walking up to the stage and he goes, oh, no. And he calls him Richard, which was interesting because, of course, that's the uh, Richard Williams. That's the the role exactly that he was nominated for. But you notice that everybody was laughing in the joke. It was a bad joke, though, because it was about. Something related to Jada Pinkett Smith, as you were saying, her medical condition. That's why she went in and shaved her head. Uh, and Will Smith was laughing nervously as well. At least that's what it seems like it probably was. We were talking about this before the, going on the air, Bill, that it seemed like he was laughing nervously, not necessarily laughing. Because to- there's a lot of talk online that's saying, well, he was laughing at the joke and then he saw his wife wasn't happy about it. As you could see on the camera, she was disgusted with yeah. the expression on her face. And then he realized, oh, shoot, I have to recover now. So let me go up on stage and slap him. Yeah, I, my thing is it's nervous laughter that he's processing it, and that's only because I've got four kids, and I've seen that, and I've seen that behavior in situations that is wholly inappropriate, that giggle. And as a parent, you have to recognize it, that it is a processing mechanism, that the kid is processing what is going on. It's nervous laughter that is trying to basically uh, give them a space until they get to the moment their brain can handle what's going on, and I think that's absolutely what was ha- happening with Will, that it was kind of a, he was laughing along with everybody else, processing it, and then went, wait a minute here. And right. and I'm okay with that. And even if at first he went, ha ha, wait, I'm a little pissed about that. Even if he changed his mind part of the way through, I'm okay with that too, because we can do that as adults. Right. That's right. okay. You recognize that, and it's about his wife. So the Absolutely. question, though, is what happened next, what should have happened. Here's what happened next. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You could hear that slap. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick Mike's name out of mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out of mouth. I'm going to, okay? That got intense very quick. Yeah, it did. And and I can see why Will was upset because it is a condition his wife has. And and there's something, I don't know, and we, we were talking about this before the show, that I think that's part of the problem the Oscars have gotten in the last, in all sorts of award shows, and they've leaned into it the last five or six years, is as things have become more and more political, the only real jokes they make that are acceptable now are attacks on the people that are in the audience. Mm-hmm. So the host has turned into an insult comic. They've become Lisa Lampanelli. They've become right. Don Rickles. They become insult comics. And that's a dangerous line to walk. Yeah, it, it is. But this kind of thing doesn't happen in Hollywood. It happens yeah. in a stand-up joint. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's the thing is we saw it on screen and you raised the question, okay, whether he was – well, first of all, was he defending his wife's honor? Was that a man showing up to say, you know what, you're not going to talk about my wife that way in a way that maybe some people would like to see on occasion a man defending his wife? Or is it a, another question of 
well, okay, this guy was in is in Hollywood. He's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He does this. He gets away with it. Somebody else goes up there and does that. Very, very different story. Oh yeah, this is absolute privilege. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There, there are very few people that would have had the privilege to step out of the audience onto the stage and slap anybody on the stage without getting tackled by security. And, There's only a and, handful of people there right. that would and, be able to do that. And the big question there is then what about hypocritical Hollywood? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this like, is exactly that right on display. Absolutely. And I can get away with this, but nobody else. And then we'll get to his apology, of course, in the next segment. But here is Chris Rock's recovery. So he takes a moment, he sort of gulps, and then he says this. That was a... Uh... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. So there you go. That's Chris Rock recovering and keeping the show going. He acknowledged the slap, played it off as a joke. Then Will Smith yells at him. And then he recovers and moves on. Now he does say we're going to bring a documentary. Like he mumbles, jumbles his words for a moment after that exchange. But... The point is, he continued, he did that professionalism, I'm going to keep going, even though we just made Hollywood history tonight. We're going to take a quick break. Jimmy Sangenberger in the first couple of hours for Peter Boyles. Then George Brockler joins the show, and he will carry on the conversation. I know he's just anchoring to talk about this program or this topic as well. And we'll get to your calls on the other side, plus Will Smith's acceptance speech, uh, sort of kind of apology, though notably not to Chris Rock. And the interesting quote, I'm wondering if Bill could help me make sense of this. Maybe you can, too, of of why and what Will Smith was saying and quoting Denzel Washington and what Denzel Washington told him. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. You can also text into the show on the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter Boyles, News Talk 710KNUS. Good morning, Jimmy Sangenberger. First half this morning, followed by George Brockler's second half. You get two for one on the show today. And then I'll be in the saddle in for Peter Boyles tomorrow morning. I'll be doing 6 to 10 right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out mouth. I'm going to, okay? Now, what led Will Smith to walk right up on stage at the Oscars last night and slap Chris Rock? It was this poor taste joke. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> that was Will Smith walking up on the stage when he said, uh-oh. Well, that joke was in poor taste because Will Smith's wife, 
Jada Pinkett Smith, had shaved her head because she's been diagnosed with alopecia. And he made that joke, G.I. Jane, and Will Smith's response, I'm going to go up on stage and slap him. You could hear that. Let's just hear the sound of the slap. (laughs) That was a loud slap. What do you make of it? And could anybody outside of Hollywood get away with doing that at an event? Because that really is assault in response to words being said. Was it appropriate? Was it a thing for a man to do to defend his wife when she was being made fun of like so many people end up doing, getting made fun of when they're sitting there in Hollywood watching the comedian on stage do their thing? 303-696-1971. Rob, Rob, you're on the radio show. Jimmy and for Peter. Morning, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing all right, sir. How about yourself? Can't complain. Hey, Peter, I know you're listening. Happy retirement to you, man. We'll miss you. Uh, I'm going to go with 100% stage. Uh, I just watched it on my news feed on my TV, and I got a big screen. And seeing Chris Rock's body language as Will is walking up there, he takes absolutely no defensive posture. His hands are behind his back, and he actually leans forward. He leans into it a little bit. And then when Chris... Uh, Will Smith is walking back. He can barely contain a smile or laughter Hmm. on his face. He's got this little smirk on his face like he's ready to bust out laughing. So I'm going to go with stage. So let me jump in. It's awful funny that if, if this bothers Will that much, how come the fact that his wife's sleeping with everybody and their mother doesn't bother him? So let's talk about the what happened last night. And that is, first of all, I I thought exactly what you were saying first. It was like, okay, does this seem staged? Does it seem real? The visceral reaction, I know he's an actor, but the visceral reaction that it seemed to be after the slap, to me, was the most telltale sign that this wasn't the case, number one. Number two was this. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Now, okay. that was his recovery. The, just before that, when you hear, and I d- didn't have it where he was trying to compose himself, there was clearly, and I could tell you this from a hosting background, when something happens, like you can tell something was unexpected in terms of, of their recovery. And I would think that he never anticipated when Will Smith was walking up that he was going to slap him right upside the face. I, I would think that he was thinking, okay, something else is going to go on here. What could it be? And then that's what it was. And then he walks down and and Chris Rock, if there's a smirk there, I could totally see that being like him thinking, what do I, what do, I do here? And sort of that nervous reaction because the whole world is watching. So I, I, I see no, what you're Will, saying, but Will, go ahead. Will Smith had the smirk on his face. Oh, Will Smith did. Oh, back. sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, He's ready to bust out laughing and smiling. To me, that smirk that didn't off. look like it was that was just a I'm joking kind of smirk. That looked like a, a, a shocker smirk where he was like, OK, I just I just actually got the best of you after going after my wife. And maybe there was a, there was just a little bit because mostly I saw anger on his face. Yeah, well, so so, but, so. but here, here is the thing: if it is fake, what is the actual goal? What was the objective, Rob? We're doing it right now. Mm. People are talking about it. Mm-hmm. it. It's, I mean, the Oscars have been 
a zilch fest for how many years? I mean, horrible ratings. Nobody cares. Well, and and it, now they, sure. they stir the pot. Okay, but Rob, here's one thing that you never do on broadcast television. And if there's a track, some way to track that this was actually done with intention, it'll come out. You don't use on live broadcast television like that. You don't throw the F-bomb. You don't throw the S-word. Like, those are things you don't do. And Bill and I were both watching, thinking from a different vantage points, but sort of like, okay, you got all this language going on. What is going on behind the scenes in reaction to this? And clearly from the jumps that were happening live and, and how the camera angles were going and all of that, clearly that was something unexpected to those backstage. Yeah, well, you never would have thought Janet Jackson would expose her nipple on uh, the uh, Super Bowl either. So, well, and that caused a panic, I, didn't I, it? So, but yeah, well, I mean, it, it it caused a foo for and so did this. Mm-hmm. It's a ratings game. It, sure, it's a game. It, hey, it's it is, uh, it's a great point though, Rob. Is this something comparable to wrestling on TV, for example? That is a, a uh, good question. Oh, yeah, drama act all yeah. the way. Yeah, got, these got are to generate the ratings. They, they, they are two Hollywood actors. Hey, thanks for the call, Rob. Appreciate it. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. From Rob to Ron. Ron, you're on the radio show. Jimmy and for Peter. Good morning. Oh yeah, this is this is all WWE action at its finest. Oh yeah. Uh, no question. Uh, when you say as far as the foul language, that could be all planned as well. Yeah, you don't could, have yeah. the entire cast involved. You're going to have your few people that know because you need that shock value. And that's exactly what they got. There mm. is absolutely no way that, I don't know, Jimmy, would you stand there and see somebody coming up and just stand there and let somebody take a swing? I would think your natural reflex is going to be to dodge, I think try to block. Part that's of it, well, here's the thing. Yes, except it, it depends on how well you know that person. I don't know how well Chris Rock and Will Smith know each other. To me, it would seem that they've known each other for a long time and, and, and had a decent friendship, I would think. Uh, and, and that might change things a, a little bit from how you are on stage. But then again, it's a fair point when you're talking about two actors I mean, these guys, literally what they do for a living is they pretend, they play pretend. And But here's one of the things, too, Ron, that I would be curious your thoughts on. So at first you see him do the swipe and you think, okay, he just punched him. But clearly it wasn't hard enough for a punch because Chris Rock wasn't like really doubling over. It was a slap. So to me, if you were going to do something in in Hollywood terms, wouldn't you make that a, a punch and really amp it up a little bit more oh absolutely not and not to mention the fact that when you say you hear it um mm-hmm. i i know what a slap sounds like and i know what a thud mm. sounds like here's the so sound I would here's think it, that ron, when your chin is hitting your mic sure that would make a thud sound here, here ron hold on one second pitch. let me let me play the sound uh, yeah. oh. one more time oh. yeah it sounds like a thud it doesn't sound like a slap hmm that's that's a low tone uh, uh, sound. Mm. A slap is going to have a high pitch. Mm. Sound. Interesting observation. Yeah, and, and and there's no high pitch sound of a slap. So what do you think they get out of this? Then I mean, obviously, ratings, we're... like that guy said, ratings because the Oscars are horrible. Nobody likes them. Everybody knows that you're going to be getting ridiculed, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
that's just life in Hollywood anymore. It's not a it's not a shock that a, that a host is going to bash somebody. It's been happening mm. forever and a day, and it's hilarious. People like it. If, if everybody knows in comedy, if you shock can't value be being made fun of, don't show up in the front row, man. Shock value. That's what it seems to be coming down to for for you, yeah. Ron. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all it was all staged. WWE at its finest. I, at the Rock would the Rock would say. <laughs> Well done, people. Well done. All right, Rod. Thanks, right on, for, brother. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Was it staged? Rob and Ron are making some good points. Actually, Ron's point about the slap sound, you know, that's not a not a bad one uh, in terms of whether or not you can tell. Here. <laughs> Was that too much of a thud for that? Now, Chris Rock is an entertainer. He's being funny. He's probably had experiences where he's been like, let's take it as real, as legit. And I'm still in the camp of this was real. This actually happened. This wasn't staged. But I don't know. Rob and Ron just made some good points. If you are a comic like Chris Rock, you've probably had times where you've been assaulted on stage at stand up. In such a long career as he's had, when you go to different venues and you're doing local stand-up and, and whatnot. So you learn how a little bit more to handle that. And it, it, the fact that he was chuckling after being slapped says to me a, a lot about what he was going through his mind as far as that recovery, as far as, okay, let me get into that mode that I'm used to from the past when I was just doing clubs and this would happen because he's right on stage. You you have to, that's professionalism at work, I think. But also in terms of the thud, we could see, you could see the open hand in the pictures. His hand is absolutely open. And it reminds me of that Batman meme. In fact, you've been seeing it perhaps on social media already. It's like it's the new Batman meme of Batman and Robin going at it with the smack. And I I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it real? And if it is real, was it something like this text? Wow, that was kind of shocking. It is good to see someone defend his wife's honor. Was this an instance of defending his wife's honor in such a way that was also acceptable? Or does it show a little bit of the hypocrisy also of, of Hollywood where they, on TV and in film, they like to show the tough guy, and yet they're all very woke. They prefer that new age man who's very woke. And wouldn't be showing toxic masculinity. But isn't that what Will Smith just did? And how about the hypocrisy of getting away with it? Or does that help prove the argument that we have just heard that this was actually staged? When we come back, we'll play the clip of Will Smith's acceptance speech, a couple of excerpts from it, and see or hear how he sounded with that. Was that just acting again in terms of the follow-up? How about the reaction of the audience? Uh, to me, that adds a little bit more to the argument that it was legit, that it actually happened, and that everybody in that room was sort of stunned a little bit, and they love Will Smith, and they were reacting in kind.
and more on Will Smith's side, it seemed. Hmm. What do you think? 303-696-1971. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. In for Peter Boyles these first two hours, followed by George Brockler. News Talk 710 KNUS. Good morning, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS in for Peter Boyles for the first half today, followed by George Brockler. You get two for one today. And I'll be back in the saddle all show from 6 to 10 tomorrow morning right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. So this was Chris Rock's recovery after uh, Will Smith slapped him. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. And then he continued with his professionalism. Again, here's what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the <laughs> out of me. Well, we've been getting listeners calling in 303-696-1971 saying this was staged. It wasn't real. By the way, the slap heard round the world, in case you missed it, came after Chris Rock told a poor taste joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. But was this staged? Was it real? 303-696-1971. Let's go to Patrick next up. Patrick, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Yeah, hey, good morning, Jimmy. Uh, I believe it was staged. Why? Uh, this this was done before. Uh, Andy Kaufman and the professional wrestler one time on uh, late night TV. Same thing. And then Kaufman was screaming out obscenities. Of course, they had to bleep it and all that stuff. But uh, and then I think to this day, people are still wondering if that was staged or not. But I think it was. Hmm. And I think this is kind of uh, the same same act. Even though it was a very different circumstance, and this kind of thing has never been done at. Uh, the Oscars before or award show? Yeah. Yeah, I still think so. It just, it looked to me, I, I, I watched it. I had, I'd look it up and watch it. It looked to me very similar. Mm. Um, although Andy Kaufman was hit pretty hard. He's knocked over. He fell over, but he stomped off the stage and came back in a rage. So here's, and in this case, it was Will Smith that was in the rage. Yeah. Who, here's the question though, Patrick, when you have, if this, if this was staged, what was to be gained by it? Yes, we are talking about it, but who is in the discussion? It is only Will Smith and Chris Rock to hell with everything else to do with the Oscars. Anybody else that was given awards and what have you. I mean, earlier you know, when that, we did the Thorpe the Report and, and Bill teed this up, he started saying, well, this person got this award and Coda got this and this and that. And I was just like, Bill. Uh, yeah, and? and he's like, we'll get to that. It went through the awards. Nobody wants to hear about anybody else in Hollywood right now who is at the Oscars or given awards except Will Smith and Chris Rock. You know, good, good point. Who gains? Who gains on this? And, and my wife said the same thing. She said, it was a ratings thing. I go, on live TV? Who's gonna, is somebody all of a sudden going to tune in on live TV? She goes, well, it's for next year. But, yeah, that's a good point. You know, you get to try to think, who gains out of this? Well, I, it, it, this notoriety and, it's just kind of but, hard for me to imagine, Patrick, although the more I hear from you guys saying, you know, here's why I think it's staged, the more I'm rethinking my original position on this, although I, I'm still not quite persuaded yet. But it's OK. Then you had to have had Will Smith and Chris Rock get together and say, let's plan this sure. out. 
between the two of us. And maybe that's possible. A very cynical mind could draw that conclusion. I just find it hard to believe anybody else would have been in on that, given the disadvantages to all the other people in the room. Yeah, well, you know how Pete Boyles is. History repeats itself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. It sure does. But and if it doesn't they, repeat they get... itself, let me add in that it rhymes. At the very least, it rhymes. <laughs> That's right. Well, get this. I'm calling from California, but I'm going to be at Pete's thing Friday. Oh, awesome, Patrick. Well, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I look forward to seeing yeah. you. Well, say hello. All, All right, right, thanks. All right, thank you. Wow, yeah. coming in from California, that's what Patrick is doing on Friday. What? A treat, and but this is this is the kind of guy that Pete Boyles is. Listeners will show up, will show their support because he has been around the block, every type of job in radio, and you cannot, especially being behind the glass and having the experiences that I've had, which are very different. It just adds all the more, in my view, to what Peter Boyles has accomplished. When you're also on this side of the glass hosting and he's done everything and not just behind the microphone, everything. What a guy. Peter Boyles, the man. 303-696-1971. Before we go to the break here, let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the radio show. Jimmy and for Pete. Good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. Uh, Two things. Uh, Number one is I think it was real last night with uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock. All right. A very painful comment he made about uh, Jada Mm -hmm. uh, Pinkett Smith. So that's my take on that one. Yeah, you think it's because of what the joke entailed that it was like, okay, you can totally see that. But what about the idea that Chris Rock maybe threw that joke in there so that Will Smith would come up and slap him and then the two guys would get all the attention the next day? Well, I, I just don't – I don't – I'm on the – I think it was real. I think it's yeah. provoked, and I think Will Smith was furious. All right. So what's on your I mind? What's number like, two? Number two is this. Uh, somebody, This radio station is going to be on, and I think you would be great in this spot. Oh. Uh, you you have no personal political agenda. Uh, you're, you're new. You're fresh. You're contemporary. And uh, you, you have just such a broad breadth of issues, including your writing and posting. So, uh, you know, I, I, for whatever it's worth, I think you're my number one choice to be a replacement. Oh, well, you're very kind to, to say that, Steve, and to just in general uh, be listening and, and so complimentary of, of my what I do on the radio, especially every Saturday from 6 to 9 in the morning. So, hey, I appreciate that very much. And. I still tend to agree with you on the live action. Uh, this was visceral and this was real on the Will Smith side, but uh, we'll see what others say. Hey, Steve, thanks again and have a great day. Hey, I'll be out there on Friday. I'll say hi to you. Please do. I look forward to All it. Right. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. Top of the hour break. When we come back on the other side, I'm going to get into playing this acceptance speech because to me this adds some more color to what happened last night. And it is interesting as we go out to the break. Here's something Will Smith said, quoting Denzel Washington. And I'm Jimmy Sangenberger in for Peter Boyles the first two hours, then George Brockler up after that here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Let's take a listen to this. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.